And welcome to Being Community Radio. You're online with Aurea, Rich, and Sam. Three people, three alive human beings who consider themselves a part of a community and yet have been burned by many communities before. So it's, mm. it's like a taboo. We, mm. We're trying to revive the notion and the, you know, the real natural occurring occurrence of community and yet we have such a resistance to to it for so many years because we have been hurt by community spirituality sex money politics all of the above all of the above so now as we are being community that's all we really call ourselves because we refuse to have a name and yet we do admit that there is an identification with the fact that we are the community, we model community behavior. And uh, Sam wants to say something. Are, are we? I'm just wondering if we're like masochists because I just think of like all the communities I've been involved with and like all the the headaches and all of the ridiculousness stuff that went through, yet I'm still here <laughs> looking for a community. I mean, what's wrong with me? That's all we have because yeah. ultimately we are part of the human family. We are part of the human community. So once again, we are not giving up. We are admitting that, you know, we belong because we exist. That's uh, pretty simple. Yeah. We, be, we, we, we belong, therefore we are, if we had to come up with a new <laughs> statement. Is that, is that going to be the new community slogan <laughs> now? Actually, yeah. yeah. We belong, therefore we are. I do have it on those little chapsticks, if you ever paid attention. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the little right. ones, right? Yeah, yeah. you got to put that up on the Facebook page. All right. All I right. think because think, someone gave you a hard time about that. The description. The description, so I think it's time to change. Time to change. It's no longer the roomy quote, which right. is, do you guys know which one it is? Out between the, out beyond. You ideas. don't have to paraphrase, just paraphrase it. What does it mean to you? Oh, what does it mean to me? That out beyond these ideas of right and wrong, there is the place where we come together, and that's where we are, find each other. Yeah. Rich, you're nodding in agreement. I, I agree with Sam. I agree <laughs> with everything he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Especially know? the part about being nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know that quote? You know what I'm t- we were talking about? I don't know that particular quote from Rumi, but yeah. I know I've, I've read that quote on the, on the website. Yeah. Yeah. Out beyond uh, wrongdoing and right doings, there is a field. I'll meet you there. Yeah. I always felt that's really the description of our gatherings, which we have many, but we have been primarily meeting around this uh, these inner cosmology meetings, you know, where we explore our what makes us who we are. And we have to set up a premise, and the premise is that we are here to give each other space, right? We are here to give each other the room to show up as we are with our lights, with our shadows, with our fears, with our doubts. And we give each other the space to actually behave the way we would if we didn't try to be someone. To behave the way we would if we didn't have the right and wrong, good and bad, the reward and punishment system. It still happens. We still get judged. We still judge other people. And yet, hopefully, we are able to take a step back and realize that we have, we are creating, we are self-organizing a space in which we can be ourselves fully. We can allow our, our unconscious and our bodies and our feelings and our emotions to fully express themselves, even though they may not feel uh, society standards correct. They may not uh, resemble norm of society we are realizing that in order for us to grow in order for us to expand or even more importantly in order for us to really know who we are we need the safety we need the freedom we need the liberation to be ourselves fully so actually Rich we know each other for a while right for three years now almost yeah, yeah. yeah it's been years. and you're a good example because yeah, yeah, you know you're not you're not trying to fit in, or at least not consciously. Uh, you do enjoy community. You like to be with other people, but you want to do it at any cost. You're pretty particular. You're pretty picky. Do you believe that we are? At least, do you believe that? What do you? What's your take on this whole community? Are we a community? 
Do you identify yourself with the fact that you feel supported? Do you feel like you support others? What's what makes? Oh yeah, I mean, I, I definitely feel supported in this group of people that I'm with. I mean, there are there are particular people that I would say I spend more time with than other. Some people I only see at particular events. Other people I spend more time with outside of events. Um, but I think I've always been that way in the sense that I, I tend to have a very small group of people that I interact with, like that I consider close friends. Um, but I feel like this is one of the first communities that I've been a part of where I could actually be myself whatever that means just just not even I not even have to think about being myself but just finding myself in situations where I'm acting a particular way and I'm not act purposely doing it but it's just happening and people around me um, are aware of it but they don't um, they don't intervene like in what I'm doing they allow me to express myself you know which is which is very freeing because i've been in lots of situations in the past where you feel like you're being judged and people are outright judging you ask you know why are you doing this why are you doing that shouldn't be doing this shouldn't be doing that or they're trying to fix you or they're trying to fix you like maybe you should try doing it this way and i'm like well no i did it this way for a reason yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> and what i find in in this community is that uh people are more willing to accept that um, without feeling the need to judge me. And I think m the people I choose to spend more time with are the people that I feel like aren't trying to fix me or aren't trying to continuously give me advice or, you know, um, just allowing me to unfold and there to support me when I ask for it, you know. That's beautiful. Yeah, you're a good example because you don't, uh, you're not eager to please and people have to earn your trust over time. So you're, you're pretty, I don't want to say you're typical because I think typically people are a little bit more people pleasing than you. But I think you could be a, a typical model of a, uh, you know, someone that just over time once you earn people's, once you earn, when, once people earn your trust, uh, you guys can, you know, we can count on you. You can count on them. Yeah, and that's important. That's important. Why? What about you, Sam? What do you? I mean, let's talk about what makes being community, right? That's what. What mm -hmm. makes? I know that's a name we are kind of titling ourselves, but it's not really. It's it, it, we are taking the action and using that as a website or whatnot but the action is being community what for you what is it well i kind of feel more like we're a tribe that okay. that the, the the work that we do together is sort of this common bond that brings us together and i mean for me there's one for me the defining moment of of my feeling like i belong or like this is what i i've wanted I remember early on when I started working with you and I'd been to a couple of uh, events and then I got busy and I didn't show up for a while and I had made maybe one of the open, open Monday night meetings but then hadn't come for like three or four weeks. And then I remember walking in and it was a little bit late. The meeting was already started and there was probably six or eight people gathered around this circle and it was like as soon as I walked through the door and I saw everybody, I could just feel my heart open up. And it's like, ah, oh, yes. And, and, and there was like this instant recognition and connection at the same time. And it just felt like home. It's like this is where I'm supposed to be. These are the people I want to be with. And and it was like from that moment on, I like just knew, you know, this is where I wanted to be. And and then, you know, months afterwards, I was reflecting back on 
all the different groups I've been involved with, and, and I've been involved in, in many different spiritual groups, non-spiritual groups, around all kinds of things. And, and I realized sort of the, the difference I felt with our tribe was that before a lot of the effort was all very mind, very heady, very esoteric, figuring out. And, and while there may have been some connection, you don't really, when, you, when you, everyone's up in their head, that's not a, a good basis for connecting because as you've said many times, the mind separates and divides. But when I f- realized was like, this group is about coming back into our hearts and our hearts is what brings us together. And, and I really felt that connection. And you're able to, I think for me, I believe that being community is really about modeling how we come together and then we uncover our particular roles within a community. We uncover mm. what it is that we want to contribute or how we give value while it nourishes us in the context of other human beings, hopefully, because that's the basis of human experience. And it also gives us an opportunity to practice what does it mean to be open-hearted with someone else, because I've found since my involvement with the group that in working with other people and (laughs) talking to other people, that I can be more open-hearted with them. Um, and and in a way that before working with with our group that I, I wasn't necessarily and didn't even realize. Yeah, I'm listening to us, and it sounds like yeah. the best parts of a cult. <laughs> well, I found myself in a in a type of community before this is, that was very heady, very esoteric, mm-hmm. and I kept you know wondering why you know I enjoyed going to the meetings that they had on Saturdays and there was a meal involved mm-hmm. and everything. But I kept wondering why after I would leave, I just felt like I was putting on an act. Mm-hmm. And what I realized was that I'm still not able to be, I don't feel like I can be freely expressive in this environment. Like there's only mm-hmm. particular things that we can talk about. And it wasn't until encountering this group that I could actually experience that and it was actually kind of frightening because in this other group it was kind of safe because it's like I don't have to be expressive but I really right. want to uh-huh. and it wasn't until encountering this group that that actually happened so. well when we come back from the break I, I, you know let's talk about this stuff because seriously I, I was kind of laughing because I've been a part of many different organizations and I know what flowery utopian vision sounds like and yet you know, it's time for us to exemplify and model what flowery, utopian, inclusive, loving, full of light uh, group behavior and habits and community is like without, you know, while we trigger all the notions of, well, what does that mean? Like, what do I have to do? What do I have to, you know, is there a hierarchy? It sounds too good to be true. What are you guys talking about? Let's really break down what it means for us. What do we consider being community and why it's not about us? Know you are love. Rest in peace. Dream your sweet dreams. Till your soul is released. Speaking about being community. What does it mean? What does it mean for us individually here in the studio? What we have learned over the past four years of behaving and acting and being community. And what we can, how we can invite others, teach, model, and really work and inspire other communities. You know, there's so much talk about communities. There's so much talk about And there's so many different communities. I think it would be wise for us to connect more and to chat more. That's why we have this podcast, Being Community Radio. It's not just for our 
you know, close friends and the people that we know. Yes, true, we have all met and we've been doing a particular kind of work together. But this particular kind of work together is just so we can open up our hearts and behave like community. We do not require, you know, anyone to do anything in order for us to behave like community. As a matter of fact, we are out here, out there, however you see it, really behaving like community, behaving with the community towards everyone. Now, true, as long as we have specific events on the calendar, we're more likely to see only the people who are attending those events and then some. But if one thing we're learning over the past four years is a true, you know, for the community to really be a community, most people are getting together outside scheduled events. Or even better, we're putting up a lot more you know, scheduled and non-scheduled events. We're literally modeling being community, and I know we keep saying that, but I, for example, I have, I have a thing, Sam, for, I was just in Toronto, right? and I, I was leading a group, a group event, really all about exploring the inner cosmology of our essence, really paying attention to what it is that we need individually and how we listen to other people and learning about energies and learning about what's brings us back home and presence but ultimately ultimately all of this work it's for people to get to know each other and I knew while I was out there I felt so excited because I knew that what we're really doing is building community I wasn't there to just lead an event I wasn't there to host an experience I wasn't there to support anyone in particular although I did I was really there knowing that we are Expanding the community, or for lack of right. a better word, starting a new hub, a new pedal, a new, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. a new representation of the same work we're doing. Now, just because I have a particular methodology or particular practice that I myself have found enjoyable and transformational, and this is what I am sharing and teaching, the goal, the agenda, the intention is for anyone. So that opens up their heart and frees their imagination to find their own role, to uncover their own gift and show up in community. I am, you know, sometimes when people listen to the podcast or come to events, people say, well, we've been working with you, Ori. I have it since I've been working with you. I appreciate that, but I also, there's a little part of me that cringes because I don't want to be the only one that people say that to because that's not the point of being community. The point is, creating these spaces for you, Sam, to right. step up and do your thing. For you, Rich, to step up or down, in <laughs> your case, <laughs> and really do your thing, and people can model what that really looks like. So it's happening more and more. So when I was out in Toronto, I was asked if I wanted, next time I'm out there, if I wanted to do a couple of interviews on local TV station. Oh, really? Oh, really, right? So, oh, cool. But... We have to we have to have a few more uh, yeah. to have at least our website up with <laughs> with the events and directory. People right. are going to ask what we are about, which we right. already know, and yet we really are truly modeling community behavior. So let's take the next hour and forty minutes minus commercial breaks and talk about what makes us a community. What are some of the principles or foundations or pillars that we have found important to us? And I'll say right now, right from the right from the bat, they're always changing. Right. Well, th- that's what I was going to interject. Was also, we're a very organic organism that's that's growing, and sometimes we try one thing and it doesn't work, and we pull back, and then we try something else, and that it's it's we're learning. We're really in the process of learning what does it mean to be a community, and, and I and I see like as the individuals in the community are maturing and and learning more about themselves we start coming together in in different ways so yeah we we may say like this is what's important to us i think we just need to the add the caveat at the end right now because if we revisit this conversation two years from now it could be very different well when we revisit this conversation a week from now something (laughs) else will be added yeah so what you're saying the first thing is that everything changes and the only thing that's important to us or the biggest thing is 
that everyone's included. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, at least right. in theory. We also know what nourishes us and what doesn't. Right. Right. We know what takes our energy and what um, supports our energy. Right. But ultimately, we are not a community that's based on a particular kind of work right. or gender, obviously, or sex or religion or belief system, except that everyone is included. Not at the cost, not as a sacrifice, but as a mission statement back to we belong, therefore we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there anything you could add to that particular foundation or truth or negate it? Or? For me, I, I find it important that we don't have a particular agenda. Like you were saying, there isn't a there isn't a, a I don't know a, a mission statement. You know, there isn't a, a pact. There isn't a, a, a contract that we have to sign or an oath we have to take. Um, which I appreciate because, as you said, it is a very organic thing that we're doing. And I like the freedom to change my mind. Right. And, and not be held... You know, it's it's rare. I don't think it's really happened much in this in this community where someone says, "Well, a week ago you said," or yeah. you know, it's really, it really is a growing organism, and we are rapidly changing. So the things that we say tonight, a week from now, we may be thinking something, but we still there is still a remembrance, though. But there isn't a right. there isn't a strict sense of we have to be and follow this one way and we right. have to think this one way there is there is uh, um an encouragement to grow and change yeah. um and be honest about it right and and i do think there are certain things that tend to permeate and and are kind of self-evident when we come together that we don't necessarily think of as guiding principles but it's just the way we end up being right. like we all understand that we're human beings, mm-hmm. which means sometimes we fuck up. Excuse me, mess up, and 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 so we. That was we, funny. <laughs> oh, good, someone laughed. And and so you, you know, it's like someone says something, does something, and it's like, hey, it's okay. We all mess up sometimes, and and it's not puritanical in a way. And and that's not something that's ever been stated. It's not something that we've ever had to like say but it's just one of those characteristics that have naturally come out and it's more authentic that way because it's something that's actually felt and it's not something that has to be said on a banner somewhere it's just something that's very authentic and real because it's felt it's just something we kind of tune into Um, and what I find in this music there's a lot of patience and compassion for each other's differences and goals um we all share a lot of different goals and visions, but Absolutely. somehow it all sort of it works together. Works together, right? Because we're not we don't judge each other, and and just because like different people may take different approaches for same or different goals, we we don't look down or we don't you know criticize the person. It's like oh, okay, that's an interesting way of going about it. Well, even better. We do judge each other, and we realize we judge each other, and we take a step back, and we go. Okay. You know, there, it's like, you know, if you are listening to it from the outside, you're like, what do you mean? They don't we do, but we, we do. suspend but it. We, we, we don't. There's not that immediate reaction to the judgment that we have. Right, right. Mm-hmm. We do, and we realize that that's been in a process for such a long time to protect ourselves and to judge that we do, and we go, well, and then what? I'm not going to take it personal. Right, but I mean, it's like we, we we don't judge, and then there's some action behind it, or there's something, oh, well, that person's wrong, so, you know, they're out. Right. No, it's like we may feel the judgment internally, but that doesn't mean that we we are... Yeah, we don't we don't actively work to kick people out, even though sometimes we really need to. Yeah, <laughs> because we know we know we know that we when we are on the on the same position, we really hope for people to give us the space and you know yeah. talk to us and really include us. 
and then what did we learn that we have never had to kick anyone out people always banish themselves right. and that's a right. real real experience that we have never ever I, even the people who we really needed to yeah. even the things like you know gotta take someone off the Facebook group because they're just causing ruckus right. you know what they do it themselves yeah. that's the best part that's yeah. the organicness of uh, being yeah. community so I, I just want to say we do like we judge and then we don't know we don't judge yeah. we don't yeah. judge and we, like, it's 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 fluid yeah it's yeah. fluid we I can get be mad at someone I can be like this and just you know give it a couple of weeks give it a couple of months sometimes right. but I feel like that goes hand in hand with this idea of realizing everyone's human right. so it's like it's human to judge and but then we realize well the other person's human too so you know it's okay so I don't like it but so I don't like it, but it's still okay. Right. Everyone is on a journey. Yeah. Everyone is on a journey. So uh, I actually wrote some things down today, just in case we want to talk about I thought you said this. you didn't prepare. <laughs> well, I, if the truth is, every Tuesday I open up a OneNote document and I call it Tonight Show. And uh, I just write random hmm. things. So I wrote Being Community, We Belong Because We Are. And then I know we have to go on the break, so, but I wrote, uh, we ain't saving ourselves only. Everyone's included. Mm-hmm. It's important. It's yeah, very important. Yeah. Uh, I was part of a few different groups, not to mention, you know, the great religions. And this whole thing about saving ourselves only just gets to me. Yeah. You know, we're definitely not saving ourselves. There's no such thing. Right. We are. Well, like you said, there is no them. Right. So if there's no them, there's no ourselves. It's everything is us. Right. Right, everyone's included. Yeah. Everyone's included. Ah, and uh, we have uh, the very basic principle, which we can discuss when we get back, of that we see life as a relationship of opposites. We do. That's a simple and clear point. Life is a relationship of the opposites. Beloved child, go out, spread I thought the music, I just thought the lyrics were so perfect for what we were talking about, which is know that you are loved, right? Everyone's included. Everyone's included. So life is a relationship of the opposites. What does it mean? What does it mean to you, Sam? You know, I've heard you talk about it so many times and uh, the idea of the dance of the complementary and opposites. And I try and see it more and more in my own life of how, you know, we, we, we see differences and then we look at them a different way and all of a sudden they don't look so different anymore. And then we sort of come together and then we come apart and, and we, we look at the situation or we look at the relationship, whether it's a, a personal relationship or a friend or a business relationship. And, and I, I guess it's, it's like having that reverence for sort of that, that natural process of life that you know we come together and and you know sort of like our events right we come together for a period of time uh, we prepare for it we come together we, we we spend time together and then we go apart and then we come back together again you know at other times and sometimes we come back together at, at not as an event but as individuals sometimes we come back together to do business together sometimes we come back together um, to integrate or to share a meal and and so it's this constant play of of coming together and going apart and coming together and going apart um i had one teacher once that said and and he was real big on just this idea of like tensing and relaxing tensing and relaxing what's that about and he says well you know when people say they follow their heart he says they don't because they just relax all the time because if you look at what a heart really does a heart tenses comes together 
and then it relaxes and allows the blood to flow and then it tenses and comes together and then it relaxes and allows the blood to flow and that's life right so we respect we respect and honor the journey of light and dark life and death on and off we know it all so when we see something that feels like the opposite we're just glad that we're recognizing it we are happy mm. that we can embrace both of it as a matter of fact I feel like the human experience is is the ability to experience the contradiction or to express the contradiction to really be a part of both uh, I went to a Tantra workshop up in Toronto oh. and it was really really sweet because they have different definitions of Tantra and one of them is something about the ability to experience the contradiction or the joy of contradiction oh. which really you know kept me engaged because that's an interesting concept it's an interesting truth that you know the ability to experience the your own contradiction the, the ability to harness the power of the opposites really is the, the most vulnerable or the most joy uh, whatever else um, right. and for us to really realize that life itself is tantra right life itself right. is this miracle of you know we only have today and we think that we have tomorrow but we really don't right like we just have today and then we go to sleep and then we have today again and then we go to sleep I see you smiling. Is that the Tantra? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, you experience, do you experience the dance of the opposites as a, uh, something that you think about often or feel into? I'm just curious. Uh, I tend to look at it as from a, more of a, a, a mythological point of view, a story point of view. I mean, you... That's how interesting stories are told. I mean, hmm. this this coming together or this interaction of opposites, you know, light versus dark, good versus evil. I mean, you know, your your most endurable fairy tales and stories are all about that. I mean, without that, you really don't have much of a interesting story. Nobody's really going to read it. It's just it's boring. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. You know, it's like... Harry Potter without Voldemort. I mean, right. what do you have? You have really nothing. You know, right. It's kind nothing. of that contrast, right? Right. You 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 don't have. You know, Luke Skywalker's not that interesting without Darth, Darth Vader. Vader. I mean, and and as much as we we talk about trying to eradicate some of these things out of our lives or out of the world, you know, darkness and evil and all of this. It's it's. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe it's sort of cavalier to say, yeah, but we need it because that's how the interesting stories are told. But I see it at events that we go to. There's a lot of there's a lot of opposite, uh, complementary opposites going on in, yeah. in in these events, and I watch that, and it's very it's very invigorating for me mm. um, because. Not everybody's lined up in a row doing the same thing, right. and and so that's where a lot of um, a lot of growth happens. A lot of churning of of energies and and stuff happens when these opposites come into into contact with each other. You know, one of the things I, I found so odd about this group was how at the events the balance between men and women was always so close, if not exact. And everything else I've been involved with, it was always either heavily women, you know, like 70% women or like 70% men. And, and, and it was rare that you really saw this balance unless it was like a couples group or something. But it, it just, it, it feels like just so naturally the, the opposites come together in, in, in a, balanced way and then we play off of that contrast right and, and it's just it's it's fascinating to watch it really is and and what i noticed particularly at this most recent event that i was at was that there were things said about this interaction between men and women mm -hmm. but it was said in a very respectful and 
and um, lovely way, I thought that mm-hmm. you know revealing that this um, this tension sometimes that happens between men and women, but it's good because I, I think it's good to have that uh, you know to have that balance between the two. Otherwise, you really don't see these these things revealed because. It isn't until somebody else points out and says, hey, I observed this. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't really I didn't really take the time to think about that. And and somebody else's um, and I guess you can say in a way it is sort of a judgment or perspective or perspective. Um, It isn't until they express that, you know, that you feel challenged and encouraged to think about that in a different way um, because it oftentimes becomes rote right until somebody points out hey right yeah i've i've experienced that yeah. too at, at at events where you know like sometimes you think you've been doing this work so long like you know what your your challenges yeah. are and then somebody walks along and says well have you ever thought about it this way and they just kind of spin it around in in a way that you yeah. never thought of it's like oh my god i never thought of it that way and it just opens up this like whole new uh, area of exploration about yourself that you never even thought of before and and that i find invigorating like you said because it's like you you're open to different people's perspectives on things that you wouldn't normally come to on your own. Right. If it was a group of basically people who just were in consensus already right. with each other. Right, right. And oh, yeah. Like when, whenever you do that, well, that's your shadow. <laughs> you Like type of a thing. And, right. And, and everyone kind of, yeah, agrees. Oh, that's your shadow. And then yeah. someone comes along and says, well, no, maybe that's your, your soul waking up. And like, oh, you mm. know, that's a way of seeing mm. something. So, I mean, that's like one small thing. But that, uh, it, it's it's so fascinating the, the the way we can turn on on something around 180 degrees right right i really truly seeing you know it's i always look at things and say what is life trying to remind me right now yeah. i mean at any given moment and it's not some spiritual like woo woo stuff it's just it's a fact this is a miraculous existence there is some intelligence that's behaving through us. We don't have to worship it. We don't have to be afraid of it. But we should definitely acknowledge it because it is us. It is literally us. We are that intelligence. We're that intelligence being manifested in this constant dance between matter and spirit, which is us, right? We are that mm-hmm. harmony between, or I don't know if it's between, but it's, it's the dance of spirit and matter. So, you know, really getting caught up with like, oh, why did I, you know, mess up? Why did I make that mistake? Or like you said before, you said, you know, we're human, so we mess up. Uh, you know, I don't, I seem to be very stubborn about this, but I don't think we mess up as often as yeah. that we think we do. Yeah. Right. I, I was thinking today, I mean, I, I was thinking about my last uh, event and the experience that I had. And... What occurred to me earlier today, and it was something that after it occurred to me seemed so obvious, was that when I talk about myself, in myself, about uh, memories that I have or the things that I carry inside my body, I always tend to think of it as, as traumatic memories and traumatic experiences. And I'm, I was thinking to myself earlier today, but there's got to be good memories in there too. Somewhere inside me, there's got to be some very good pleasurable data in there waiting to be opened up and that's what happened at this this last event was that I was in a situation where I was able to act out in a way that was very pleasurable and positive and what I realized was that I created that for myself and now it's in me it's it's a memory that's in me for I don't know eternity and now it's it's fully accessible. And I thought to myself, why have I never thought about this before? Why was it every time I think about memory, cellular memory or whatever's being held in my body, I always think of it as, as trauma. Mm. Why don't I ever think about it? Where's the good stuff? Why have I always... And, it, and 
in some ways I've been challenged by this community, invited to think about that. And I don't know if I would have been able to come to that realization without this community. Although it seems so obvious now, mm-hmm. I just was always, always went instinctually to the trauma, right. you know, and, and that's all the memory that I have inside of me and not recognizing that there's all of this other memory in there that I just haven't accessed for whatever reason and I, and I think the thing that the community allowed was for you to discover that yourself like if right. somebody else had said that to you you would have been like what are you talking about because it's not until you can right. it's it, it means so much more to us when we discover things like that ourselves and that's one of the, the great things about when we come together is we give each other that space to discover things for ourselves so that then it has a much deeper meaning for us. Right. We give, I mean, it usually happens when we receive that space, when we are mm-hmm. given that space. Only then we become really good at giving it. Know you are love. Rest in peace. Dream your sweet dream. Till your soul is released Know you are loved Rest in peace Dream your sweet dream We talk about space and then when we actually get it, when we experience it, when we are given the space when we realize that we are not being judged even though we totally feel like we messed up. We totally feel like we did something wrong. We are embarrassed. We may be just wanting to disappear. We are already planning our own escape and banishment and revenge on the future onslaught of embarrassing gossip. (laughs) And we realize that we're being given space and just the credit of being human and realizing that we really can't mess up as long as we stay present and engaged, even if we don't, as long as we are willing to show up. Because sometimes people do go away. Sometimes people do not receive that space. We give it. We definitely give it. Sometimes people, they're not, they can't even fathom the fact that they're being given that space and they go away. They're afraid that if they were in the same position, they wouldn't be able to give us the space. And that happens. That right. happens. Right. I do find, you know, like the, the dance of the opposites. There are people who come in and they really cannot handle the the goodness, the sweetness, the love. And when, you know, something pushes them, they either go away or they find themselves judging and that's okay. We still love them. I personally don't feel like anybody ever leaves. They may go away for a while and they may never come back, I say, you know, with air quotes. But in our hearts, there there isn't anyone really. I mean, come on. We both mm-hmm. know. We, we've known some pretty wacky situations. <laughs> but if they came back and we talked about it, we would have no issues with it. We really wouldn't. I mean, we would at least sit there and listen, and we would listen to our hearts and see if this person is for real. I mean, some people have truly tried to cause damage, uh, and I continue to find out from different times, but in my heart, I have nothing but love. I find myself in spaces that go, well, I could have, would have, should have, I should have trusted myself more. My body told me not to trust it, yada, yada, yada. And at the same time, I always do the good in everyone. I really do, and I hope that that's something we follow. And it doesn't matter what the situation is, there can always be a learning from it. There can always be change. And for me, that's what really being community is all about. Everyone is included. No, it's not for everyone. You do have to come in with an open mind, and then you have to take on the practice. If there is any practice, it's the practice of coming back to your heart. It's not a specific one, but it's definitely a ritual. It's a practice. It's an ongoing uh, work to be able to open your heart, find your compassion, find a place of non-judgment, or 
even better, find a place of judgment and get really clear. Are you judging yourself? Are you judging the possible worst case version of yourself that you think you wouldn't be able to handle if you find yourself in and therefore you're judging the person in front of you? Or you can just say, hey, this is the space that people need. This is the openness that people are craving for. People are craving for non-judgment, for the ability to act like a kid, to take it personal, to get even vengeful, and still see that everyone is here. I mean, it's really an amazing thing to see how people have removed themselves from such an incredible support system because, you know, rationally you would say, like, Everybody wants this, right? Everybody wants this kind of support. Yet some people, when they're face-to-face with it, it it's almost too much for them. It, it's, it's too... It's confronting. Too, it's too confronting. So yeah. confronting. You, have to, you have to handle your shadow. Not fix it. Handle mm. it. You have to know it. You have to know the places in you where you're likely to disappear. You have to know the places in you that you actually think that you are a prick, you know, or an ass or whatever it is that you may think of yourself. You have to be able to hold it. Otherwise, anytime you find somebody else that you can project on, you'll immediately judge them and either try to kick them out or just wait to be kicked out by them. Mm. It's a really, really fine dance of looking at someone, really feel in your body that that there's something wrong and know that it's a part of you that you're looking to acknowledge. It's a part of you that you're looking to embrace. Now, that doesn't mean you have to hang out with them. It really doesn't. Right. It doesn't mean that... And it doesn't mean you don't have preferences. Right, right. It, It really doesn't mean that you have to sacrifice yourself, but... You definitely don't need to go on a gossip campaign. You definitely don't need to make phone calls. You just you just remove yourself from conversations you don't want to be involved in. You remove yourself from gossip. You remove yourself from talking about someone unless they're really there. And, and the interesting part is what usually happens is when someone does engage in gossip, when no one, someone does do the phone calls, it, it kind of almost becomes self-evident what they're doing, it, 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 like their, their own actions in relation to the community overall and the people who, who are familiar with what's going on. It's, it, it's almost kind of like, why is he saying these things? Why is that person making that trouble? It's obvious it's more about them than it is about whoever they're trying to make it about. So the show we titled uh, The Struggle, The Stretch, and The Joy. Really, and I can say even the vulnerability. And it's really this process that I find myself in or a lot. You know, there is a struggle. The struggle to really find what I really like, what I really want. The struggle to be honest. The struggle to set my own preference. The struggle to be really truthful with myself on some topics that seem very controversial and yet mm-hmm. I feel like I can't avoid it because it's who I am. So that's the struggle. And then <coughs> the, the stretch really comes when we do express it, when we do share, when we are honest, when we do try and we launch something new, we say something, we open up our hearts. That's where the stretch is. And usually, especially... And any an established community, at least the beginning of it, that leads to the joy because most of the time, in my experience, if not all of the time, but definitely most of the time, when any of us expresses our truth, any of us really say, "Hey, I know it sounds weird, but this is really what I want. I know it's different, but this is really what I'd like to explore. I know that conventionally speaking, I shouldn't be saying it, but." I've been thinking about this for 20 years now. I've been feeling like this for 20 years. I've been feeling weird, introvert, different, wrong. But this stuff keeps coming up, and I'd like to express that. That's when the joy and the vul- and the joy of being vulnerable really pays off, and it really comes in. And this is the process where so many times in, 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 in life, people disappear. They disappear. They go from the struggle to the stretch, and they express themselves, and they can't hold it. Because in the beginning, when you express your truth, you will experience a pushback or a resistance, even if it's not in words. 
even if it's not through action, usually when you express and you share something that is controversial in our society or in a given context, you will experience resistance even if it's just in the form of energetic, like in the subconscious of humans in front of you. Even if they just look at you and they say, oh yeah, keep talking, you can feel the resistance. Yeah. And that's the important part. And this is why we are focused on knowing yourself. It's important to know yourself. It's important to not be pushed around. It's important to know your own energy, to know what you love and be able to stand up for yourself. And, and sometimes the struggle is you, you finally find the courage to, to express what it is you really want and then you get it. And then you don't know, what, what do I do now? Because you've never been in that position before where it's like, what? I can actually express my desires and then they show up and then it's okay. It's like, whoa, now that's a new space for us. A big thing in, uh, in Toronto, it was beautiful because I was out there. Amazing people really organized it. And it was beautiful, beautiful people. And it was so clear to see how you know, people, speaking of clear, a lot of the intentions before the group event was all about clarity. People mm-hmm. wanted clarity. And you can tell right away that, and it's true for so many of us, people don't really want clarity. They want more courage. Mm-hmm. They want more courage to believe and to ask for what they actually want. I mean, this whole notion of you can have what you want and even more scary, you're actually always getting what you want, includes your fear, including what you don't believe is possible for you. God, that's like, that's enlightenment. That's this part yeah. that, for me, it's the ultimate agenda and the ultimate goal to, for someone to feel so supported that they can, ha- they can daydream again, that we can be clear on what it is that you want and have the courage to express it to face your longing, to face your daydreams, to really be up close to your fantasies, to your wishes, to your dreams, and know that it's more than, it's not that you deserve it, it's your right, it's your birthright to express it. It's why you were born the way you are. It's why these desires keep coming up. And we are at the point of our evolution that we don't have to worry about, well, is it my ego, is it my lower body, if that's true, that's not really something we're dealing with in our community because by the time we are speaking, by the time we are listening to the show, by the time we're doing work together, we can already tell the difference. We know that it is our job, it is our duty, it's our responsibility to shine. It's our, our responsibility to become great examples of possibilities. 